Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, continues our Supernatural series and introduces the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Come on, can we thank God today? Hello, South Shore Plant City. What's going on? God bless you. Those of you who are online joining us, God bless you. We're in a series called Supernatural. Isn't God moving? God's doing some wonderful things, isn't he? That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing. We, we ask that you would multiply, make your way through the waters. God, shut the mouths of lions. Bring dry bones to life in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen and amen and amen. In a series, Supernatural, God just doing wonderful things. We're hosting the Global Awakening Conference next week. You're going to want to be a part of that. The evening sessions, yeah, come on, give it up for that. Give it up. Bill Johnson, Randy Clark, uh, the evening sessions are free. You are uh, able to come to those. God's doing wonderful things. Today, we are talking about the tithe, the tithe, the spiritual principle of the tithe, okay? And the Lord uh, has a supernatural way for us to deal with resource and finance 26 years ago, Tamara and I learned about the principle of the tithe. We were in a wonderful church. It was a Baptist church, Sheridan Hills Baptist Church in Fort Lauderdale. And here were our pastors, Dr. Bill and Betty Jean Billingsley, amazing man and woman of God. We heard the tithe message for the first time. And Tamara was modeling in the Miami market. And uh, she looks the same. I have aged just a little bit. You know, I was a little taller too. I'm getting shorter and you know what I mean? She's the same. Uh, and, and when we heard the message of the tithe, I was having a difficult time. A college graduate, I was, I was having a difficult and motivated, but I was struggling to land a job. And so I was sitting in the congregation and we had heard about the tithe years earlier, three years earlier in Oklahoma, but now we'd kind of struck out on our own. We were in Fort Lauderdale and uh, the message, when I heard the message of the tithe, to be honest with you the first time, I really struggled. Like many people that understand, I say, man, there's just not enough already. Can I get an amen? amen? There's just not enough already. So how is this going to be possible? How, God, how are you going to do this? And so we came to this point, we were sitting at a little table and it was Tamara's grandparents' table. And man, we repainted that thing multiple times and God just, and we're sitting at the table and, and we kept having this reoccurring thing occur in our life. We had too much month and not enough money. Can I get an amen? amen? This happened over and over and over. And so we had $12 left. And I, 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 was, I heard the Lord in Pastor Bill saying, if you'll trust God with what is first, he'll do the rest. Amen. He'll do the rest. And so we tithed, T-I-T-H-E. It's not tied, T-I-D-E. That's a laundry detergent. Okay. <laughs> We, we tithed for the first time, and we gave $1.20. We, we, we used to pass the plates in that, in that church tradition, and it was a little humiliating, to be honest with you. It, it felt, it felt um, humiliating, but God was really encouraging Tamara and I as we're sitting there giving. It was a small thing, but here's what I want you to know. Listen, God works in your heart with those tiny things. God, God works in your heart. He wants to do something in here. And... And so we started a, a class called Crown Financial Ministry. Some of you remember that one. It's a little older than Financial Peace University. So we started understanding stewardship. And to our utter shock and surprise, it was supernatural. The end of that first month, we had paid all of our bills. Hallelujah. 
and we had $120 left over. We had $120 left over. Yeah, you please clap for that. Please. Because $120, when, you, when you've paid your bills, is a good thing. It's a, really, it's a really good thing. And so we've had the privilege through all of these years, almost 30 years now, of seeing God be faithful in ways that are supernatural. So if you're a giver, if you're a tither, can you put your hands together for the faithfulness of God? Can you? Come on, God is faithful. He is uh, he's supernatural. So let me show you the scripture. I just want to walk you through the scripture. Uh, it's established in the scripture. Here's what the tithe is. It's the first 10%. Everybody say first. And it's 10%. It's the first 10% that comes into your household that goes into the house of God. Here, here's some scripture. Malachi. I forgot I needed my glasses. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to teach these parts, okay? The whole tithe, the storehouse, food. And then the Lord says this. Very, very important. He says, test me in this. Test me in this. One more time. Test me in this, says the Lord God Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out on you so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Pretty good promise, right? Pretty good promise. God's faithful. Okay, 1 Corinthians 16, 2. On the first day of every week, that means your worship day, each one of you should come and set aside a sum of money in keeping with his or her income. If you have a lot, it's 10% of a lot. If you have a little, it's 10% of a little. Save it up, set it aside, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Next scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11 comes with a promise. Now he who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. Hallelujah. That means what you have to sow. And when enlarge the harvest, once you've sown it in the ground, of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on all occasions. And through us... Through your work for the gospel ministry, through us, that includes you, that includes me, our generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I really believe, I honestly really believe that every person who's listening today wants to be generous on all kinds of occasions. You, you really do. That's our heart, right? We want to put missionaries on the field and take care of them. We want to see marriages healed. We want to see people's lives turned upside down, or let me put it this way, right side up for Jesus, don't we? We want to see college students come to faith and grace in Jesus. We want to help meet needs in our community. We want to help single moms. We want to help, don't we? We want to be generous on all occasions. So we have to figure out first what the heart deal is with the tithe, and then second, what our stewardship looks like in following God. So why the 10%? Why why the 10%? Okay. Uh, First of all, God is the owner. Say owner. God owns it all. God, I want you to think about this with me for just a second. God owns it all. Genesis 1.1, he created the heavens and the earth. So everything in the heavens and the earth are his. Colossians 3 says that Jesus is the creator and the sustainer of all life. Proverbs 2.4 says that God is, is all the earth therein. All it contains is, the Lord says, it's mine. It's mine. So I want you to go, think with me for a second about your home. God's the owner of your home. Now think about your cars. God's the owner of your cars. Think about your clothes. God's the owner of your clothes. Think about, so this even gets, you know, your children. They're God's children. 
right? It gets a little tougher when we, get, we start talking about our children. And then we sometimes make a mistake and say, yes, but I earned it. I love you, and I'm glad that you are an earner, and I'm glad that you've worked hard, but God gave you your ability. God gave you your intellect. God gave you your education. God gave you your parents. God gave you your opportunities. God did. God, come on, take a breath with me right now. God is the giver of that breath. Oh, Jesus. Without him, we have nothing. God knows our tendencies. He's our, he's really our source. You got to think past who you get your paycheck from. Everybody gets a paycheck from somebody, but that entity, that company, that person isn't your source. And if we ever get this wrong, what happens is we get caught up and we see them as our source. God is our source beyond who writes the paycheck. God is our source. We're his sons and daughters, but he knows our tendencies. How many of you have kids? They have tendencies, right? (laughs) We're just growing up with those tendencies. We're just growing up. And so I love to fish with my son, and, and uh, it's pretty expensive to, to fish. And so, um, hey, can I get an amen? I was given a boat years ago. I don't own a boat now, but this was some time ago. It would have been seven or eight years ago. And uh, I, so I pulled the boat out that I own. Say, I own. So you know it was with your kids, right? I own the boat, and, and uh, I own the trailer that w- the boat is on, and I hooked the trailer and the boat to the truck that I own. Come on, some of you are with me already. And, I, and, I, and, and rods and gear, they cost a lot. And so we put the rods in that I own and the gear that I own. And then we drove and, and then we filled the gas up. And, you know, wow, right? We put gas in the truck that I own and gas in the boat that I own. And then we went and put bait in the boat. And I own the bait too. And I had previously given him, and I have a couple stories like this with my son, and the setups are the same because this, this stuff kind of interactions happen when we're fishing. And uh, I had given him a pack of gum that I own. Are you with me? <laughs> and I said to him, we got to the fishing spot, and I said, hey, buddy, can I have a piece of gum? He took the gum out. I said, can I have a piece of gum? And he went like this. Hmm. <laughs> come on, come on. Can I get an amen? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And so, so, and, and, uh, I thought to myself, I'm going to take my boat with my gear and the gas that I have and the bait I have, and we're going to drive back to my truck that's hooked up to my trailer, and we're going to head to the house. But I did not say that to my son in Jesus' name. I said, buddy, I said, are you sure you don't want to share with daddy? And then he, then he came to, he said, oh, okay, you know, and then he handed over the piece of gum, Right? And so our tendency as humans is to forget that God's the owner. And, and that God has given us, just take a look around, God has given, given you everything you have. He, he asked in the scripture for 10% of that resource. He has given us, God is the owner and he is the giver. God has given us all 100% that we have. God has given us. All right, somebody, I need somebody from the crowd. If, if somebody just hop up here, just any old person, anybody, just come on, let's go. Would you come? Come on up here real quick. Come on, give a hand. Give a big hand. Okay. Hi, what's your name? Kara. Kara. Yeah, awesome. Hi. Come right here, Kara. Sure. Um, so, and the reason why she's up here is because her friend was like, go, go, go. <laughs> Jay. Go, go, go. Joking. Go, go, go. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. D- just an illustration, all right? Kara, I'm going to give you $100, okay? So you, you put this on Facebook, all right? There's a pastor giving away money. Whoop! 
All right, Kara, gonna give you $100, okay? That's, that's real money, it's, it's not Monopoly money, all right? And it's, it's, it's my money, okay? I, I own it, I own it. Kara's like, what's happening here? What's, what's gonna happen? I own it and I just gave it, okay? Now, are you okay, Kara? That really is, right? There's yeah, 20s and 2s, sure. just making sure, just count it out, just, I'm gonna check it out. Kara, are you okay giving me 10%, $10, 10 from 100, are you okay giving me $10 back? Okay, thank you. She said, I think so. Yeah, more. <laughs> no, that's good. No, 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 super sweet. Okay, so here, so do you get the picture? Because there's a one-to-one -one correlation between the fact that I own it and I gave it. Now it's super simple to give 10 back. All right, now let's pray for Kara. Come on, give a big hand. Let's pray for Kara. All right, sweetie, come on. Father, we just thank you that you bless this resource, multiply it for your good and for your grace. You do, there's no limitation to whatever you want with it, Father, but we thank you that it's in Kara's hands now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. thank you. No, ma'am, that's yours. No, that's yours. No, that's yours. That would be a mean illustration. That's here, no, here. That would, be, that would be mean. So, so that makes it super simple, and that's a little, then you go, yeah, well, that's $100, you just gave it up, but it's tougher when you get your paycheck. Yes. Because, so, but God is the owner, right? Yeah. Think with me for a second. God is the owner. Right. We're stewards. We're just, we're just, and if we get this wrong, what happens is we think that we're responsible to earn it, so we crash when we lose it. But it's God's in the first place. And God's the giver. We can go through skinny times. And as Tamara and I learned about the tithe, and, and how many of you have been in and out of debt multiple times? Come on, let's be honest now, church, right? Everybody? Everyone. So sometimes you're in lean, and sometimes you're in flush. Sometimes you're in increase. But God wants us to know that he owns it all and that he gives it, right? John three sixteen. For God so loved the... Okay, say your name. For God so loved... That he, he, he what? Gave. His only begotten son. He's our giver. He's, he's literally the ultimate giver. God gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He's, he's the owner and he's the giver, okay? So that's, that's, that's why, that's why. Now, why is it first? Let me, let me try to move quickly, okay? Why is the tithe given first? In the Old Testament, uh, your income wouldn't have been um, paper, wouldn't, wouldn't have been like, this is modern invention, okay? Your income would have been flocks and herds and sheep and goats and, and so on. And so in, in uh, Exodus 13, I'll read you the scripture, 13.2, consecrate to me, set aside for me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb belongs to, among the Israelites, belongs to me, whether man or animal. That's why when the, the Hebrews left Egypt, God claimed Egypt's firstborn. Some people say, wow, why did he do that? Because the first of all first are God's in the first place. Amen. Everything, your best and your first are claimed by God's hand in the scripture. And that's what he says, the first of all first fruits, they're mine. Why? Because when my first animal passed by my staff, 
It was a sign, and I would take that animal and sacrifice it to the Lord. I would give it to him. Aren't you glad that our money doesn't bleed? So, but, but we've lost some of the tactile understanding of the sacrifice of the first. Because if you actually had, if all your income was in sheep, and you had to take that first little sheep and sacrifice it to the Lord, it was, it was a sign that you were trusting God for the rest to be multiplied. Amen. The rest, my sheep now are going to breed the right way, they're gonna multiply the right way, and, and God's gonna take care of my 90 because I've sacrificed my first 10. Are you with me? Okay. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits, and another scripture says, the first of your first fruits, of all of your increase, everything that comes in your home. So then your barns, your 401ks, your bank accounts, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The first portion is the trigger that sets off, so it's a faith stance that comes from your heart and when you give the first 10%, that's the trigger for God's blessing to fall and for him to increase your 90. But there's another thing that comes with it. There's also a clause in, uh, in Malachi, all right, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, and, and I want you to write this note down. This is a New King James Version. It's not in the NIV. God says, when you give the first 10%, I will increase your 90. How many of you want to live with God's blessing on your 90? Okay, I would rather, I would rather live having given the 10 and God's hand on my 90 than keeping my 100. I would rather live that way. The, the secondary clause, though, is God says, when you do it, that's a trigger for increase, but it's also a trigger for protection. So what Satan does is he's really, really good at tricking us and getting us to believe the world system, so no matter how much we earn, we burn what we earn. So he's called the devourer. And if you were to pull your pocket out, uh, you know, when you were, uh, just think of a time when you were actually really struggling. I remember a time in college when I, I quite literally, I wasn't going to make it home because I didn't have enough money to put, you know, gas in my car. Those, those lean days. And think about reaching into your pocket and pulling your pocket out and you just have a hole in the bottom of your pocket. That's a picture of the devourer. So no matter what you earn, you'd say, Ah, I earn it and it just goes, it, I put it in my pocket and it just falls out of my pocket. The promise that comes with the scripture in giving the tithe first, everybody say first, first. is that God will increase your 90 and he rebukes the devourer. He says to Satan, their heart follows me, now back up from their stuff. You cannot touch their stuff. So it's the same with our devotion to our children and giving God, saying, God, these children are your children. He rebukes the devourer. And, and so the Lord has principles that we follow in order to understand what he does. All right, so that's the first. So it's 10%, it's the first, and it goes to the storehouse. Here, let me tell you why. The tithes goes a work of God. It was originally the tabernacle, then the temple. Today it's the church. The reason why God has you bring it to the storehouse is so that this house might be strong. How many of you want a strong house? How many of you want, how, how many of you, so listen, how many of you want your house to be really strong spiritually, righteously, financially? Come on, in the name of Jesus. You want a house. Okay, watch this. 
The strength of your house is the strength of this house. You can't have disparity between, because the house is you. In other words, you don't have a house unless you have a house. And so God is paralleling what he wants to see on the earth with the strength of the ability of your house so that there may be food in this house, your basic necessities in your house, uh, covering food, water, substance, and then we want to prosper, right? The same thing applies in the house of God. And so I want to show you just, here's, I taught this message last year. We teach it every year. I taught it last year and I taught the message and then COVID hit. Remember that? I mean, right after I taught this message, COVID hit. And so I had another couple of things I was going to teach. And I started telling the congregation, I had people writing and emailing and saying, pastor, I insist on doing the 90 day tie challenge. I, I insist, please let me begin to give. And I just want to say this to you. You did phenomenal through COVID-19. Phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. So listen, this is what we did, what you did and your tithe, what you did at all of our campuses, South Shore Plant City, Tampa, is what you did online during COVID last year. It's probably been a nine-month period of time. This is some of the local outreach that took place. First of all, the Sisterhood Christmas Coffee raised $30,000 to take care of people, okay? Benevolence Christmas Coffee. These are local partners. So first-line workers needed things, 1,495 uh, uh, bags. These are gift bags, amazing love, 1,500 pounds of food, Echo, 3,500 pounds of food. Life groups delivered 351 meals. Uh, combined outreach, 14,000 pounds of food. And when I read this, I'm going to one other slide. You gave over 30,000 pounds of food in just over nine months last year. Local schools delivered 950 packets of food. Mask production, almost 1,000 was, that was eclipsed. Meals on Wheels, 615. Metropolitan Ministries, 500 pounds. One More Child, 1670. Plant City United Foods, 780 pounds. Samaritan's Purse. When it got to Christmas time, we, we did a thing and packed boxes for kids overseas so that they would have a Christmas gift. Do you realize that three quarters of the children on planet Earth don't receive one gift for Christmas? Not a single one. We packed those gifts and, oh, one, what, can you go back one? Yeah, that's beautiful, right? Go back one. 1,335 Christmas boxes you gave us over, over $33,000 in actual resource that you gave. And the gospel is shared with every one of those children when they receive those boxes. Come on. God is good. Also, this is during COVID. This is all during COVID and the end of the year to, to uh, 2020. We also are the number one supporter for Crossing Cultures International. That is ministry in the 1040 window to nationals and David Nelson uh, growing up pastors. Now the number 7,000 pastors in 575 classes in 35 countries and 81 people groups. And <laughs> through a crazy series of events because of COVID, so COVID has been crushing, but it's also opened opportunities, hasn't it? Because of COVID and some crazy things and some real wisdom and strength, we were able to purchase the property in the building at Plant City for the next campus. Incredible. Incredible, you guys. So 
So, that there may, so why the tithe? So that there might be food in my house and the propagation of the gospel. So hundreds of people now, uh, their marriages are finding solidarity. Their lives are changing. Their hearts are changing. Their children are changing. Right? It's the gospel. Woo. So it's the first 10% goes to the house of God, and it's a heart test. It's a heart test. Why is it a heart test? Because God knows how important resource is to us. He knows that it's a major, major, major thing. Check it out. My mom was a Christian while the whole time I was growing up, and we were always going to church, you know. When I went out on my own and started living my own life, you know, I, I didn't really practice the church thing. I kind of veered away from that. My grandmother, she was a woman of God. She taught me about love. She taught me about um, forgiveness. But when I became a teenager, I went out into the world. I liked what the world had to offer, and I separated from the Lord. I met Lydia in a nightclub, and she was happened to be there. And when I met her, I thought she was probably one of the most beautiful women I met in my life. We dated for several years. At that time in my life, I was living life so reckless, and I just I had no purpose in my life at that time. In the very beginning, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was it was pretty challenging. So when I surrendered my life to the Lord, there was things that I had to let go for the Lord. And I couldn't, I didn't know how to let go of these things. But the Lord showed me His sacrifice. His sacrifice was so much bigger than what I had to sacrifice for Him. And that was my surrender. I wanted Him to share that great part of my life. What was it that I was feeling? You know, what was it that I, you know, what I was experiencing with the Lord? I wasn't wanting to change, and it was making me not want to change more because she wanted me to do it so bad. So I was like, you know, it was pushing me away, really. I just felt alone in this journey. She started going to church then, and I wasn't ready to accept Christ yet until I hit a low point in my life where I was like, I just didn't feel like I was worthy. Mm -hmm. Asking God, like, I, I don't like living like this. So, I mean, I asked him to intervene for me as a Lord. I come into my heart and, and change me. From that point, it didn't happen overnight, but the change started slowly taking place. And when that started happening, that's when, you know, our, our marriage was taking steps to getting better. We kept having to downgrade because money was just not where we would like for it to have been, you know, whether it was in our accounts or with our jobs, we still couldn't save the money we needed to save. And we've downgraded so much that we had to move in with my father. We almost um, split up around living at my dad's house. You know, that's how tough it was. We lived with my dad for that period of time. We saved up the money we needed to save up and um, we migrated here to Ruskin, Florida. <laughs> the first thing we did is we tried to find a, uh, a church around here. That's when we came across the crossing. I liked the church as soon as I hit the doors. I felt like really, you know, welcome there and everybody was really kind and we were just like, this is our church. This is it. This is where we're gonna stay at.
we went through a season where my son tried to um, attempt suicide um, twice. It was a t the toughest season of my whole entire life, and um, I ended up going to the church for counsel. The Lord really began to just show me my 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 crossing family. You spared my son. One thing that um, meant a lot, you know, means means a world to me. That's when I began tithing to the Lord, because He um, came through. He was faithful. He didn't withhold anything from me. So since He didn't withhold anything from me, it just was in my heart to give back to Him. I thought that um, financially. It wasn't a good decision, to be honest with you. It took me a while, but I would say what opened up that door for me to do it is when I started going to life groups, and um, I, we got joined in a life group, and then I uh, also started going to Ironman in the morning. I just like had this like joy in my heart. I just wanted to tithe. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I said, like, I'm tithing. And I felt like when I started tithing, I felt like immediately I started getting like blessings like right away. I made a decision to go to um, Tennessee to visit my mom and it was her birthday. And uh, I haven't seen her like in three years with the COVID and everything going on. Financially, let's say it didn't make no sense for me to do it. That following week, uh, someone had blessed us with the money and it, it paid for the whole trip and some, and I was able to even buy my family stuff while I was there. Thanksgiving, we didn't even have the money to, to do Thanksgiving, you know. And then, out of nowhere, like, money started literally, like, coming into my account. Thanksgiving, I had a whole dinner, and we were able to feed my nieces and my nephews, my brother, so we had a family moment that was totally provided by God. God's up there and he's just like showering us with blessings. My life just feels so much different ever since I started tithing and I'm just like, I can, I, I would want everybody to feel this joy that I feel. And it's just, it's just amazing. I wish it, <laughs> I can't even explain it. This lady right here has been praying for this day. Seven years later, God's timing. Amen. <laughs> this lady right here has been praying for this. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, that has, so their testimony has everything in it, right? Marriage redemption, the, the Lord's grace, right? Saving her son. I want you to think about this. Um, her, their testimony was that God didn't, you know, God spared her son. I want you to know that God did not spare his son. I mean, when you, th you think about that for just a second. So in the scripture, God says, do not test me. Genesis to Revelation, do not test me, do not test me, do not test me, do not test me, do not test me. Dads often say that too. Don't test me. Don't, don't test me. But there's one place in scripture, there's one place in the entire scripture that says test me. It's in Malachi. Test me in this. The actual Hebrew says, prove me that I might show you that I'm faithful. Prove me. Show, I'll, I'll show you. So what we want to do uh, at the crossing, we do this every year, is we do something called the 90-day tithe challenge. If you, you've got your cards at all the campuses, you just grab your card for just a moment. I just want you to reference your card. And so what we do is, is you sign up, okay? Please, please write slowly, be, be legible in your writing. And if you'd like to take the 90-day tithe challenge, then you start to give your tithe, the first 10% over 90 days. 
The reason why is because 90 days is like a minimum time for you to put seed in the ground and to be able to see God begin to move in your life. It, this is not automatic. Okay, everybody with me? This is not automatic. This is a faith step of your heart. And so we want you to, we, you can sign up, let us know how you're going to be giving. And then at the end of the 90 days, if God doesn't, for some reason, you feel like God's not showing up for some reason, the end of that 90 days or in the middle of the 90 days, you would say, I just, I, I freaked out or something happened and God's not, if, I, I want to pull out. We will return to you. Everybody say return. We'll return to you the entire amount that you've given. Okay. Here's the reason why. We believe what God said. We, we believe that God said, test me in this. But it's a difficult step to take. So what we want to do at the crossing is help you by backing you up over a 90-day period so that you can see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And uh, there are so many stories, church. There are so, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every year take the 90-day test, and they learn that God is faithful, and they go on to live a lifestyle of following God. Come on, tithers in the house. Can I hear you? Can we put our hands together? God is good. Uh, 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 over and over and over. And so in, in, uh, in view of time, there's so many, so many stories, so many, so many stories. There's, there's one lady that stands out. I, I tell the story every year, and, and she came up, she was, you know, this, this choice is a choice that comes with a bit of angst. So she filled out her card, and uh, by the way, you can turn your cards in as you leave at all, all the campuses, there'll be people there, and you can turn them in, and you can start next week, or you can start anytime this month, or you can, matter of fact, if you want to do the 90-day tie challenge anytime at the Crossing Church, you let us know you can take the 90-day challenge. We're just, we all do it together here in the spring at the Crossing. So she brings her card up. This was years ago. It would, have been, it would have been almost 10 years ago. She brought the card up. And at the time, she was working at Home Depot as a checker. And we prayed together. And then she started Financial Peace University. And for those of you who need help, you'd say, I want to, but I'm really struggling with stewardship, the principles. Financial Peace University starting in April. And we want to help you get grounded. This is just hardcore money stuff, hardcore money stuff to help you understand God's stewardship principles. The tithe is in there, but it's way down the line. Um, and it's a really, Dave Ramsey is an amazing teacher. It's a really good course. I've got more to tell you next week. She brings it. She starts to go to Financial Peace University. And four years later, everybody say, it takes some time. Four years later, having had a heart change and then changing the way she does her resource for God, she was making $7.50 when she started, $7.50 an hour. God blessed her, changed her. What God often does is he changes your mind about what you're capable of doing. He changes your mind about what you're capable of earning. He changes your mind about what you're capable of seeing. God is supernatural. Four years later, she had her own business. She was earning $750,000 a year. It's just one, it's literally just one of the stories. One, one, one of the stories. And then we want to end like this. Pastor Oscar Mumba is here. We love him. He's fantastic. I mean, you know, uh, come on, let's, let's say it, Pastor Oscar. Um, Zambia has been hit really hard by, by COVID, really hard. And so they have about 150 churches in their, their sort of downline network that are connected first line to their churches 
And I'd love, I have a number in mind, but I feel like the Lord has said not to say the number out loud. I'm asking you, would you give extra, just give it in the general fund. Everybody say general. general. That means you do not have to designate Oscar or Zambia. I promise you will be faithful to give to Pastor Oscar. I, I feel like, so as we give this weekend, I'll talk to you next weekend as well. We have Global Awakening, and then Pastor Oscar's going to teach next weekend. And I'll tell you again, I just, can, can we give some resource for, for the churches that they're taking care of? Can we do that? Okay, amen. Amen. Okay. I want to pray for you now. And, and uh, I, I just, would you hold your, your Tide Challenge cards for just a minute? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're Lord. We thank you that you're Lord. We thank you that we can trust you. Now with those cards, those cards in hand, the first thing that I, and you can set them on your lap, that's fine. The first thing that we give is we give ourselves to the Lord. And so every voice at all of our campus, I want you to say this with me, it's, it's praying to give your life to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, today's a day. I give my life to you. Hmm. I know you died for me. And I feel like I don't deserve it. But I also know, come on, I want you to feel this in your bones. I also know that you were raised from the dead. Whew. And that your love surpasses all my mistakes. And today, I give you my life. If you prayed that way for the very first time, you're at home, you're in one of our auditoriums, somewhere on the count of three, would you signal to us that you made that decision on the count of three and slip your hand up? One, two, three. Would you raise your hand saying, today I'm giving my life to Jesus. Today is the day. Today is the day that I'm trusting Jesus as Savior. I see you. Thank you. Others. Today is the day that I'm giving my life to the Lord. Anybody else? Thank you. I see you. When you raise them, can you, would you I see you. Thank you. Would you raise, raise it up and hold it for just a minute? We're just going to bring you a card. Thank you. I see you. Thank you. I see you. Others today. Amen. Others? Anybody else? You're slipping your hand up saying, today I've made my decision for Jesus. I'm making him king. One last time. Anybody else? Okay, now a couple of, couple of other prayers with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're dealing with fear... And you've been, you're just dealing with fear. Maybe it's connected to finances, but maybe it's connected to your future. Would you slip your hand up? Would you slip your hand up all over the house? You're dealing with fear. Okay, one more group of people. You're frustrated. You, you keep your hands up for just a minute. Keep your hands up. Fear, keep your hands up. The other group of people now I'm asking, these are specific. I feel like I've prayed. The Lord has given this to me. You're frustrated about the conversation about finances altogether. Would you slip your hand up? Just raise your hand. There we go. Father, in Jesus' name, we start with fear, and we bind the spirit of fear. Fear you have no place. We have a future because our future is in the Lord Jesus. We have a hope because our hope is in Jesus. And we, we strip off the spirit of fear right now, and we ask for the spirit of faith to come into our hearts and our minds. And secondly, for the frustration, Lord, the enemy is, is the one who brings confusion. There is, there is confusion and there is a multitude of different voices. And God, we ask right now that you would silence every voice that's not yours. And we thank you for clear paths 
that are unabated on the way to trusting you in faith. I pray for marriages right now. I just feel like God's, your hands are raised and I'm, I'm, I'm praying, I'm shifting to your marriages now. In Jesus' name, we rebuke the devourer. And we ask God that you would bring laughter and joy and favor and mercy and goodness into marriages. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, Amen. We love you. We love you. We love you. Would you stand together? If you would like to participate in the 90-Day Tithe Challenge at any time, you can go to wearecrossing.com slash 90-Day. That's 90-D-A-Y. You can also go to our website, wearecrossing.com, and click the banner at the top. If you have a tithing story or testimony that you'd like to share with us, you can also go to wearecrossing.com 90day and click the share your story button. To set up recurring giving or to give a one-time gift, we have step-by-step instructions at wearecrossing.com give. We're so glad you joined us and we can't wait to worship with you next weekend.